The Reserve Bank's Monetary Policy Committee increased the repo rate by 75 basis points to 6.25% at the end of last month. The increase comes after July's 75 basis points hike, making these the two largest successive rate increases in two decades. Lara Hodis, economist at Investec, explains the repo rate and the hike. The repo rate is the rate at which the Reserve Bank lends money to commercial banks in South Africa. Interest rates are increased to contain rising inflation. Increasing global prices, particularly of fuel and food, as a result of the war between Russia and Ukraine, has seen inflation rising globally. Consumer price inflation in SA is sitting at an elevated 7.6% when measured on a year-on-year basis. Additionally, interest rate differentials are vital to attracting investment and supporting the currency, therefore keeping in line with the Fed, in particular interest rate movements, is critical for SA to remain competitive. According to the Reserve Bank, guiding the inflation rate back towards the midpoint of the inflation targeting band can reduce the economic costs of high inflation and thereby enable lower interest rates in the future. Rising interest rates, especially at the rate we have seen over the year, will weigh heavily on particularly the indebted, further depleting disposable incomes. According to the Reserve Bank, guiding the inflation rate back towards the midpoint of the inflation targeting band can reduce the economic costs of high inflation and thereby enable lower interest rates in the future. The increase means consumers will be paying more for their debts. John Luce, a property market analyst at FNB, explains the relationship between home loans and the repo rate. Luce says there is usually an increase in non-performing loans when rates rise. Most home loans are indirectly linked to the repo rate because the prime rates of the major banks to which home loans are linked, move exactly in correlation to the repo rate. When the repo rate goes up, the banks put their prime rate up accordingly too. And normally a home, most home loan contracts, I think, are derived as prime minus or prime plus something. So they move with prime rate too. So, you know, in effect, in effect it's increasing the cost of your monthly installments. And typically there are, there is a group of clients who are financially pressured, unfortunately. And, you know, they, they, they're near to the edge of getting, you know, getting into to, to trouble. And if interest rates go up too much and the, and the monthly installment repayment goes up too much, they start to get into arrears on their home loans. Worst case scenario, they default all, all out on their home loans. He says the best time to buy property is when economic times are tough. When interest rates go up, that normally weakens the market. That puts pressure on a portion of homeowners and even sometimes increases the, the urgency with which some people would want to sell uh, due to financial pressure in some cases. So. It's often a better time to buy. You're often getting more relative bargains in a market when the interest rates have been rising and when they get to higher levels. Um, And when they're low, the market is often stronger, and that's not such an ideal time to buy. Now, obviously, that means, you know, the the, the seasoned investor often works counter-cyclically to the majority of property buyers, 
when the majority of property buyers are climbing in, that's when the markets are the strongest and property values have risen and buying property is, is less attractive on average. The seasoned investor often works the other way around. They wait until the, the tough times, the bad economic times, the high interest rate times, and that's when they get the bargains. So as a rule of thumb, often it's better to go counter-cyclically to the market. It's not something that the majority of people are bold enough to do, though, but, but, but that's what makes sense, and that's what the seasoned investors often do. For those looking to invest in property, Luz says it is important to consider property net yield when buying to rent. Gross yield is the rental income that you could get on a, on a property per annum, given the market rentals of an area. That, that homework can be done by property reports of TPN, for instance. They provide these property reports for a small fee. The rental as a percentage of the value of the property, the lower that yield gets, let's say it's 10% versus another one that's 5%. The 10% yield will probably be more attractive, depending on the area as well, obviously, than the 5% yield. 5% meaning that the income is 5% of the property value. It means that you're paying a lot, of, lot more money than the 10% one in terms of buying the property to get an income stream. I would say that's the most important ratio to understand is the yield on property and see that that's acceptable. The net yield is even more important. That's the gross yield. Okay, rental income is a percentage of property value, but you, you take off the monthly or, or annual operating costs. Reporting for Times Live, I am Mulelani Nonyogela.